Welcome to Upgrade Engines with Scott Wozniak, where we explore the tools and tactics that drive improvement. If you're hungry for more and better, if you want to move past hype and discuss how, you're in the right place. Change really is possible. Dreams can come true. It may take a while, but you can upgrade anything if you build the right engine. Cultivating a healthy inner life isn't about being more disciplined, pushing yourself harder, or trying to let go of stress. Just trying harder at this stuff, squeezing tighter, will actually cause you to become more imbalanced and less healthy. To cultivate a healthier heart, ask better questions. It's not about effort. It's not about intensity. It's not about those who are most disciplined have the healthiest heart. It's the people who ask the best questions that have the best heart life. An example of a better question is, what do you believe about yourself, about the world, about God? Not what should you believe or what do you think is the intellectual choice or popular choice, but what do you actually believe about these big things? The answers to these questions get to the heart of our lives And while these may sound abstract, they may sound fluzzy, like, listen, I'm trying to deal with bad relationships or a difficult boss or personal pain from my past. I mean, a lot of stuff that comes up in healthy life conversations, you think, what what does this philosophy have to do with my day-to-day experiences? Well, listen, it has everything to do with it. Experts call this, this set of questions, these, these views They call this our worldview, like one word, right? Our view of the world, our worldview. And and there's a lot of different resources on this and interesting stuff, but some of the best stuff I know, some of my friends do worldview training and all this, and I've been through a lot of the programs, and they boil it down to five questions, five fundamental questions that honestly, we all have an answer for whether we have articulated or not, and our entire lives are shaped by how we answer these questions. The origin question, where did I come from? Where did it all begin? The identity question, who am I? What defines me? Meaning questions, what is my purpose? What does success look like? What's the point of it all? Morality questions, how do I live? What is good? What's true? What's an honorable life? Destiny questions, what happens when I die? What, what is the overarching story that we're living in? Is, does the arc of history bend towards justice? Uh, and they talk about being the right side of history. What does that actually mean? What's the destiny we're heading towards? Listen, again, these vague decisions, conversations, questions, right? Like, ah, whatever. I'm trying to solve a business problem. I'm trying to solve a relationship problem, right? I'm, I'm trying to deal with a health issue. I don't have time to fluff this stuff up. But listen, all the little practical things we deal with flow out of what we believe these answers to be, our real beliefs about these. Quick examples. The career you choose is heavily shaped by what you think the meaning of life is. What successful life looks like from you radically changes what you pursue. I mean, do you pursue what you love most or what makes the most money or what gives the most status is security more important to than service, more important than pleasing the family around you? 
I mean, all these things matter, right? We should we should build good relationships. We should have some security. We should figure out how to make money. I mean, you got to pay bills, right? All this stuff matters, but how you rank order them is shaped by what you think the meaning of life is. Yeah, your romantic life is radically shaped by how you answer the identity questions. Who am I? What defines me? What do I need to be uh, uh, feel good about myself? What do I need for others to feel good about me? The kind of romantic relationships you build is, is assuming, is depending, is defined by how you define your own identity and your treatment of other human beings, how you deal with those who harm you, whether you retaliate or what, how you deal with those who can do nothing for you, the, those who have no power, right? The, the weak or uh, insignificant, air quotes here on that, um, around you, uh, you know, there's a great quote on this is that you can tell a man's character by how he treats his dog and receptionists at companies he visits. Um, like, you know, the people who really have no power over him, he's got authority over them. He's, he's more high status than they are. How do you treat those people? This is a morality questions. And these have big impact on your life. And then the destiny questions, I mean, they might shape what happens to you for all eternity. Where do we go afterwards? And if you believe one thing or another, you make very different choices with your life, your money, your relationships. These questions are shaping our lives, whether we want to address them or not. And I'll, I'll say there's two problems, two mistakes I think that we make in this area. One is we just don't deal with them. We just let this stuff happen to us. We absorb the answers from the culture around us because, well, I mean, that's kind of what everyone does. And we hear it implicitly, not explicitly. We never explicitly deal with it, right? Career, quick example. Uh, doctors and lawyers, uh, you know, and are high status things and people who go that path are better than people who who chose other paths, right? Other careers are low status. Um, who says? I know. We can get into some economic discussions on why some positions are more rare than others or uh, have bigger economic value to the society and blah, 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 blah. But a lot of that comes down to like who you are as a person, uh, what you believe about meaning and the world and success. Um, should you pursue career in nonprofit service? I mean, honestly, things like how do you feel about um, a mother or father staying home with their children rather than pursuing full-time career? has everything to do with this. Do you feel okay with that? Do you feel proud of that, right? Do you, do you look down on people who didn't do that and chose careers versus the other way around? I mean, this is this is real stuff, guys. And so we can just absorb that. Like, oh, I apologize for it or I don't because I, I never thought about it. I just absorbed what my parents praised. I absorbed what culture made a big deal out of. I just, this is what I was supposed to do. I can't tell you how many times I talk to people who are like, I mean, uh, this, my family did this and my friends did this. And so I guess I just did this. I mean, first part of my career, first whole major section was you got the gifts, you got the talent, you should do it. Okay. Got woke up in my twenties going, I mean, it's working, but I don't actually want to do this with my life. Everyone's saying, oh, helpfully, right? They're thinking they're helping me. You got talents, you should do this. And really I began to finally wrestle with like, what is the point of life and what do I want to do with myself? And just because I'm succeeding, even succeeding at it. So it was a pretty high profile. I was a, I was an actor, singer. I mean, I toured bands. Uh, I was getting lead roles. I mean, I was getting some pretty cool praise and making decent money for that time of my life, right? Uh, more than most of my friends. And yeah, the high status, fun stuff that everyone was telling me you should do wasn't really what I wanted to do with my life. I was just kind of going with the high status thing everyone told me I should. 
These are big deals, guys. So don't dodge these questions. Don't assume that, yeah, I don't need to deal with it. I'll just pick career and it'll be fine. Like how you pick your career, how you pick your friends, how you pick where you live and why you picked this town or suburb or inner city versus that one is shaped by these questions. Don't don't dodge them and think you can still build a life that is deeply meaningful and healthy. The second problem I see in this is people who give uh, what, what in a lot of my circles we call the Sunday school answer, right? We, for those who grew up in kind of Christian churches, Sunday school, which interestingly is not common in most churches anymore, but it was a very common thing when I was a kid. Before the main service, you would get in these little classes and they would do Bible training and and the uh, the kind of expected answer, the half joke we say is whatever, whenever the teacher would ask a question, the answer is you just say Jesus. You're, you're probably going to be right, right? Whatever it is, the answer is Jesus. It, yeah, so like, you know, don't give the answer you think your teachers want you to give. Don't give the answer you think your parents want you to give. The answer even you think you're supposed to give because you're trying to be a smart, intellectual, modern person. What do you actually believe? What do you really think? And I, I mean, it might sound crazy, but I mean, I'll confess, there's been seasons in my life where I just kind of was doing what I thought was everyone was supposed to do. Honestly, that was the next major part of my career. It's like, well, I mean, I, I guess you do this. I have to go to nonprofit if I want to leave a meaningful life. I mean, that's, that's how you do noble things in the world. The only way to do noble things. People who are in business, clearly, I actually reprimanded one of my friends. Guy's still a close friend today. He's a very patient guy. Um, yeah, Daniel, looking at you. And and I was like, dude, how can you say that you love God and want to make a difference in the world and love people if you're choosing a career in engineering? Like, I just don't see how you can be that man. Ridiculous. Because the way he's made the world a better place is incredible. And how he's built leaders and products that have changed the world. It's yeah, He's done a lot of good for the world. But I was just kind of going along with like what I think the answer was. Versus like looking in my heart and actually saying, what do I really care about? What what do I really believe? And when I really got into that and I had real conversations, what do you know? I ended up joining, and Daniel and I do the same work now. The, the same guy I was reprimanding. I'm like, yeah, we both do leadership strategy, consulting, organizational development, product design. I mean, there's nuanced differences between us, but it's subtle. Um, yeah, so he he has he has gotten, by the way, for those of you worried about Daniel, he's gotten his uh, I told you so moments many times since then. He, I'm still paying for those those uh, rash words in my 20s. What do you really think, guys? Don't, don't tell me what your parents thought. Don't tell me what your college professor told you you're supposed to think, your Sunday school teacher. What do you really believe? Really? And by the way, if you don't really know, I would say look at your life. It'll tell you what you've really believed, the relationships you've pursued, the things, why do you like yourself? These are one of the deep questions of life, right? Well, when you do like yourself, this is a, that's a big assumption, right? Do you like yourself? And when you do, it's because what? These are huge. And don't tell me what you think the answer should be. What do you really, really believe? So don't dodge these questions, first mistake. And when you do, don't give the cookie cutter Sunday school classroom answer. Be honest with yourself because your entire life is shaped by how you answer these questions. Are you even asking them? And are you answering them? Now, if you want help, there's books and resources. And this is a huge part of what coaches help people do. They draw these out at good ones, life coach, leadership coach, and they help reflect back. I think what you're saying is this. Well, you tell me this. I've had my coach do this to me a lot. You tell me this 
but your life actually looks like that. So, so you can't actually believe what you think you believe because you consistently keep making this alternate choice. It looks like what you actually believe is X. And those have been like eye-opening, radical, powerful moments in my life. Like, oh, dang. And then listen, you can work on this stuff. All of us, all our life are continually wrestling with these questions, learning and growing. And even small improvements in the quality of your answers, these big questions, small improvements in the answers to the big life questions results in big improvements in the quality of your life and how you live. If you want a healthy inner life, ask the big questions. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Upgrade Engines with Scott Wozniak. If you want to hear more of my thoughts on life and leadership, you might want to sign up for my weekly newsletter at www.scottwozniak.com upgrade. That's S-C-O-T-T-W-O-Z-N-I-A-K dot com slash upgrade. You'll get a cool quote, a deep thought, and a recommendation for something that I use and love. It's not long, and it should be fun. The theme is similar to this podcast, but it's not the same content. And if you're a leader who wants to build a legendary brand, you can check out my company's website to learn how we can help at www.swazconsulting.com. That's S-W-O-Z consulting.com. Change really is possible. Dreams can come true. It may take a while, but you can upgrade anything if you build the right engine.